real hog. <laughs> That is the title track of the debut EP from Champagne Riots called Statuesque. Good little, uh, good little tune there. Feel good ditty. Yeah. And this is another episode of Jackman Radio. How the hell y'all doing? Mm. Good to be back, Mike, with you and La Harvest after a week, uh, for maybe a fortnight for low of sorts. Yeah, we had to kind of decompress after having Peter Janney on there talking about. Mary Pinchot Meyer and the CIA and all that good stuff. Yeah, all that shit. Uh, Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's like, who? And on and the uh, all the women Clinton raped was that the same guy? Uh, no, that was oh. a, that was a Roger Stone. Oh, that right, was a right, different right. Yeah. interview. A couple Sorry. before before uh, <laughs> it was the one before that. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed that one. Yeah. Well, like we're gonna that. we're gonna meet up with him uh, next month. Really? Yeah, he's we coming to come, New Hampshire. We'll, we should do a video or, or record yeah. another follow up we'll podcast. Do a video with Roger. You know, we're, one where his wife doesn't tell him like dinner's ready and he has to. Well, <laughs> that, that was pretty. pretty Mrs. Good. Stone says dinner's ready. That's up there yeah. with Ron Jeremy putting us on hold. Can you guys hold on a sec? Yeah. H- hang on. Okay, thanks, guys. Ah, what did he do in that second, Mike? Uh, he jerked his dogs off or something. Something going on. Oh my god, they blast off. So we got to lead with uh, right now, you know, Trump mania is still Excuse me. full swing, and this latest stuff with the anti-Muslim, you know, propaganda. We're not going to let any of them in. He's not even coming in. He's come and said that you know he doesn't want any Muslims coming in the country. I mean, what do you think about that, La Harvest? Classic, classic Trump. I just said it to my dad. He at can't dinner. lose. Yeah, at my, this point, my dad's like, oh, fucking Trump being Trump, man. Yeah, yeah, it's just being Trump, it's being Trump. Trumpisms now. It's just you know that's just what you you know. Yeah, uh, he's got to have a team of people like you know. All right, say this next because this is shocking and this is, or or maybe maybe not or maybe he's just fucking flying by the seat of his pants. I, I, I think know. that's more what I, it is. Yeah, I think. But it can't be. You know, he's running for president. He's definitely got handlers and people like. I, I, I you do you think he has someone like reading all of his tweets before he sends them out? No, well, he, I think he sits in his underwear at two in the morning drinking well, whiskey. He does the tweets and then he's got four or five other people on his staff who do them. Well, it's it, it's a, like it's almost seems like strategically outrageous at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, like every like, day we're now at the point now. Okay, what did he say today? Yeah. What what did he do? Who you know? My who did he offend last night? Well, he so he made these comments and he immediately called into four huge shows. You know, CNN, MSNBC, right. Fox. Barbara Walters interviewed him. Oh, did she? Yeah, and I think she made a huge mistake hiring Rosie, and she probably regrets it. So he, is he basically all but unstoppable, Eric? Yeah. At this point? No, there's, there's, there's no beating him, and um, I don't think these comments aren't going to damage him, man. Well, apparently over in England, they're, they're not too happy about these comments. Uh, nothing unites British people more than contempt for a perceived idiot. 
And that's exactly what happened overnight on Tuesday, this, which was this week. Uh, there was an outpouring of scorn, then fury, for U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump following his latest, quote, bigoted comments. <laughs> By this morning, there were six people a second signing a U.K. government petition to ban him from the U.K. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, said the people whose prime minister fucks pigs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Remember we talked about that before, Michael yeah. Cameron? and uh, Or David Cameron? All right, yeah. Who's yeah. Michael Cameron? I don't know. Baseball player, maybe. Sounds handsome. Yeah. Yeah, debonair, dashing debonair. brunette. Dashing David. I think that last time I checked the news, the thing had like 400,000 signatures. Apparently, really? they're not going to bring it to parliament, even though it's, it says here... It says the government must respond to any petition that gains more than 10,000 signatures. Yeah, well, America's like that, too, with the White House. I think it's quarter million signatures on a petition. They have to acknowledge it or look at it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that's easy. Yeah. Okay, we see it. Exactly. Like, that's all you have to do. Yeah, doesn't we'll, mean you we'll have wipe, to do anything. We'll wipe our ass with it like I wipe my ass with the GOP pledge. Yeah. So after that, it says when one gains more than 100,000 signatures, which the Trump petition just reached today uh, after midday, within 22 hours of being posted, it's considered for debate in Parliament. Again, so, again, like, yeah. which, you know... They, what, are they going to, like, they're going to keep okay, him? Okay, we're debating. Yeah. Like, you know, you still have, <laughs> don't have to do anything. to ban that pig Donald Trump from entering the UK. Yeah, so it's... They can't uh, stop him, Mike. Excuse me. I'll get in there, and I'll be in charge of the drones, and I'll bomb Parliament. Yeah. I'll bomb him. You're not even going to believe what we're going to do. V for Vendetta is going to look like a cakewalk compared we'll to what we're going to do. Stonehenge. Probably I'll bomb every Arab country. Probably. I, I just I don't even know at this point if he's, you know, if he's stoppable Dude, new, for the nomination. The new CNN poll came out on New Hampshire last night mm. at six o'clock. It had him at thirty-five percent. Yeah, the highest the, he's been. That's yeah. You saw that. That's the yeah. highest he's been, dude, in New Hampshire. And Carson's fading. And everyone said, "Oh, the bubble's gonna pop." Well, it hasn't popped. Ex- excuse me. And who's like behind him? Like uh, Rubio, Rubio at thirteen. Cruz is coming up, and Christie. Okay. Yeah. I think Christie's someone to watch for primary day on February 9th. Yeah, he's had a little bit of a renaissance in New Hampshire with all those endorsements and all, all the friggin' people in the law, industrial complex. The know. thing is, a lot of voters in New Hampshire don't actually decide who they're going to vote for until they're in the booth. Will you be casting your ballot on primary day? Me? No, yeah. no, I will not. Come on, Aaron. If anything, we got to get Can't you to vote you in hang this yourself election. if you don't choose a rope, my friends. He's, he, the duplicity of Oswald, Mike. The fucking duplicity that he has. And my, this is my favorite uh, criticism came from uh, uh, J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. She said, how horrible about Donald Trump. Voldemort wasn't nearly so bad. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. You know, yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheating. So, Excuse me. It's uh, amazing. Like, there's some people that like, still don't get it. Like my dad, like he hates Trump. He, you know, you know, But he, he doesn't vote. He's not a political guy. It's like, Dad, you understand? Like he, he's a caricature. Like he, he's a caricature yeah. of the politician. Like that's why he's so great is because he represents everything that sucks. It's you know he's just an exaggerated. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a snapshot of all. Yeah, of it. it's yeah. like you know, you know, my, the whole thing's a joke anyway. You might as well get like some mileage out of, out of exactly. it. You know, have like, it be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. As I've always said, the president is a front man for right. the powers that be. So and, what does it matter? And if they even let that dude into the White House, man, the, the powers that be, the the friggin' the unelected, unseen hand that's been in there ever since I got rid of Kennedy would pull him aside and have words with him. But there's people out there like getting outraged and upset about the crazy shit that he's saying and it's like yeah yeah you don't well, the get whole, it the like, whole band of muslim thing i mean i think he you know he knew what he was doing obviously i don't, oh, yeah, I don't even yeah. know that he really believes that and that's what i'm saying I think that's he's why just, i he's think speaking it's be- to his block yeah. And he's, yeah yeah he's just saying outrageous and incendiary things just, yeah, i just think it's a strategic 
course it move is. at this point is to yeah. you know and you know it keeps keeps him in the headlines it mm. keeps him you know in at the forefront and it of keeps all minds. the american idiots fired up who are yeah, his yeah, base, yeah yeah you know now granted I, I i still i'll admit like you know i don't know exactly yet who i'm going to vote for and for a while i was kind of like yeah i'll probably vote for trump because i hate everybody i, I hate all the friggin all the primary candidates on both parties my guy jim webb dropped out um you know I'll, i will i will friggin i will sit on a barbed wired fence before i vote for hillary clinton uh, but you know Bernie's pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually, like Bernie. Uh, Maybe I'll vote for Bernie. I saw. I'm kind of warming up to Bernie. I saw him at uh, Keene State College last uh, week, over the weekend on Saturday, and I was in line early. Got a really good spot right up front, front row center, and there was a thousand people there, and only 600 could get in. So yeah, mm-hmm. this was on a Saturday, and yeah. uh, oh, it was great. You know, great speech. Made a lot of great points. Um, I think kind of like Trump. A lot of what he says, there's no way it could ever get done, especially through Congress. You know, you're not going to be able to get the House and the Senate behind you on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the people seem to like it and respond well to it, like the $15 an hour, reigning in Wall Street and corporate greed and, you know, the oligarchs. He's Talked a Democrat. a lot about the oligarchs. Well, he's really an independent, but he's using the Democratic Party that's what, as that's a vehicle. What, that's what Trump, Trump should just he's doing move that too. over to independent. Oh, he's going to. If, if, he, if they don't give him the GOP nod, he'll yeah. run third party. And that's the problem the GOP has right now, Mike. With him, <laughs> they're freaking out. Yeah, they're freaking out about him. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. So yeah, Bernie, Bernie was good, and it was a it was a contrast to a lot of the GOP candidates, you know, because a lot of what they spew is just complete and utter nonsense. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna give a paleo update on the diet. Uh, I'm at 28 pounds now that I've lost. Feeling Woot. feeling real good, man. Uh, for dinner tonight, went over to my dad's in Ringe and had uh, grilled bison hamburg well bison meat Hmm. and then uh obviously very lean and then uh turnip boiled with a little bit of olive oil and balsamic vinegar on it sparkling perrier water and then a nice little cut of flaming young steak it was tasty it was like cutting through butter dude you know really really good paleo dinner and uh feeling really good just gonna keep at it you know uh there's been moments of weakness mike yeah, then there's been a couple of, you know... There's been moments of maybe weakness. Maybe you go, you have that cheeseburger, you have... Oh, God. You know, we've had a couple of... Yeah, couple, we've oh, caught ourselves, too, though. You know, I'm down about 25, and I haven't been on it as long as Eric, but... You know, if... Uh, I'm, I'm finding... I've been on this since October. If you want something, you crave something, you just eat it, and then you just get right back on the shtick. Yeah. You know, and you just try to have a good... It's, it's day by day, but then you build up to a good week at a time. And then come the weekend, you know, obviously I like beer, so I, I'm not totally off the beer like Eric is, but, you know, yeah. you got to treat yourself too, man. I mean, because uh, you, you could get hit by a train, you know. You, you could, could get killed by Muslims in an attack. Exactly. So you can't totally uh, deprive yourself. The one thing that helped me when I was quitting cigarettes is, uh, I actually heard Colin Quinn say this. He said, the urge to pass, the, the urge to smoke will pass whether you smoke or not. True. Sorry, so I, kept, I would keep that in, you know, I kept uh-huh. that in mind when I was trying to, you know, um, get that. Yeah. And it's, how, you know. how long did you smoke for? I don't think I even knew you were a since a I was eighteen. Skull. To how long? Um, two years ago. Oh, so so you smoked for yeah. like eight years? Eight years, yeah. basically. You're like heavy. Yeah. Pack yeah. a day, two packs. Not no. Probably, you know, a couple packs a week. I maybe. see Oswald as a Marlboro man. 
Yeah. I, no, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't really a brand. Like, I, I would bounce all over the place. Like, I'd get sick of Marlboros. I'd go to Camels. I'd get sick of Camels. And, you know. Would you bum them, mostly? No. no. Bum cigarettes? Yeah. No. You don't want to bum a cigarette from Charlie Sheen. For, give me yeah, that thing. For eight years, I bummed cigarettes. Yeah, you just bummed, yeah. yeah you're <laughs> trying to quit buying. <laughs> hey, at least we're in a good state for it. Yeah. Hey, good for you, though, Oswald. No, that's, that's awesome. Great. Now, you've been off them now for two years? Two years? Yeah. Wow, I, man. I, you know, I wasn't looking for a pat on the back. I'm just saying no, that, no, that, no, that's what helped no. me is that, yeah. that little man. mantra. Hey, human vice, dude. It's, you know? it's addiction, man. Mm. Every human has an addiction. We all have one. We have them. You know, Eric, you wanted that big thing of ice yeah, cream I yesterday. Had, I had just an yesterday. ice cream talisman last night leaving work, you know, the Troy Mart on the way back. I was like, Mike, I might, I might have to get an ice cream talisman. Fuck. I wanted specifically, oh. I wanted I wanted PC's Day Reezy's ice cream. Mm. Ice cream Day Beezy's Reezy's. kept driving. We didn't do it. I really want to try driving. that uh, the jalapeno burger at... Uh, oh, God. Local? Um, no, I think it's like a Burger King thing. It looks so... Oh, there's there's no Burger King around here. What? Where the hell are you going to go to Burger King? They closed the one down in Queens. Did they really? Yeah. That, that thing's been closed gone. for years. Oh, yeah, that's man. been like a couple of years. Well, I never, I never go. I just see the commercials. <laughs> you see saw an ad for it. Oh, no. Yeah. Burger King is what you do in a pinch, man, when you're like going to a concert and you just have like no other options. Yeah, on the you, way yeah. back, too, and you're fucking starving. Yeah, you know that, you're going to be in a toilet within a half that hour. That Charboiled Wonder is pretty good, though. Yeah, Burger King has its place. But uh, So, yeah, no, it's good. Um, been off the beer... Um, recently kind of really discovered uh, raspberry flavored vodka that I actually really like. I had some at my 10 year reunion and then uh, the other night when, when Mike and I did a cool interview we'll talk about in a sec here, uh, pre-gamed in the parking lot with uh, raspberry nips, raspberry vodka nips hmm. and we drank at cost that night, Mike. Yeah, I think our, our vodka bill that night was like $13 US compared to like $8 per drink. Yeah, so this was Cheshire County Republicans holiday party at the Keen Country Club, and we knew drinks were just going to be astronomical. We just got, we just paid, got paid, but we had to pay rent that day. Paid rent, so we were chill. We were light. We were light. And I'm like, okay, I got this interview with George Pataki, former governor of New York, who's running for president, who's polling at like negative hundred percent. You know, he's barely in the undercard debates. We wanted to get a little buzz, a little buzz before the interview, so we sat out in the car in the Country Club. We poured some nips. With the Cran Juju, Mike? Yeah, we had a, what do we have, Sky Vodka, and then you had the Stoli Raz? Yeah, the Stoli Raz Nips, and I went into the subway at T-Bird, and I said, hey, boys, can I get a comp cup of ice? They're like, yeah, you're doing the Nips, aren't you? I was like, yeah. So they know. Yeah, they less know. carbs in the vodka. Yeah, but good, really good. So you, I mixed the Stoli Raz with the Cran Juju and the ice. Lots the of ice. Yeah, lots of ice. And... Um, then when we went in, Mike, and you, you had it in your coat pocket. Yeah. And uh, I had it in like a Poland spring bottle. I had it pre-mixed in the coat pocket in you know, the spring bottle. And we sat down at a table with our buddy who works for John Kasich's campaign and pulled it out and poured it. And Mike claimed that he probably thought we were really dangerous. You know, <laughs> rebels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, libertarians. And then yeah. Eric had the interview all set up with Pataki to, to go yeah, take we us through that, man. He kind of scored that for us. Yeah, I've been working on it for a while. I mean, he's an interesting guy. He's a moderate... Republican. He was governor for uh, three terms, 12 years up in New York. Governor during 9-11. And, um, you know, he's just kind of running on his record and running um, as someone who said, I'm a reasonable alternative to hardcore conservatives who won't win a general election. So we sat down with him for about, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, about roughly about 10 minutes. Yeah, I asked him some questions about the campaign, some of the issues, some of the stuff I'm interested in. And we had a good back and forth. Yeah, we'll be able to hear that uh, soon. That yeah, that be video next will be out soon. soon. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. I enjoyed that, interviewing Pataki. And then, of course, Lindsey Graham. Ah, 
was Lin- there speaking. Lindsay was there. It's all good to see you. I just had some white wine, so I don't think I'll have any vodka, but that sounds nice. I bumped into Lindsay. Had to get a picture with him. You know, you can check that out. It's on our, We put it on our Facebook page. It's trending page. right now. Um, you know, I'm holding up my vodka cram, you know, with Lindsay. Beyond. He was great. Just He just talked about ISIS. Just do it, Mike. He just hammered it. <clears throat> we can do this campaign, but it's going to take some boots. And instead of 200 boots, it's going to take about 10,000. So it can be done. Who can we beat? I wish there was another way to defeat ISIL, but, but there isn't. And we can do this. 10,000 boots. Is that the right name, ISIL? Yeah, I think that's technically think the Christian correct, name for it. Because that's what Obama yeah. says. Him and Obama call him ISIL. Yeah. What's, what's Daesh? D-A-E-S-H. Uh, I'm seeing that a lot, too. I'm not sure. Another freaking terrorist thing. Did you get your subscription re-upped for uh, the official Caliphate magazine? <laughs> ISIS has their official magazine. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Wow. I forget the name of it, but... Yeah, I know what you're talking it about. It boasts a lot of, you know, interesting... <laughs> <laughs> interesting like you know instead of uh I wonder who would advertise instead of dear sally it's like dear ahmed you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dear ahmed I, I tried to deploy my suicide vest and it wouldn't go off and i was so embarrassed my family shamed me what should i do go to job and open go to america and open up a convenience store next <sighs> dear ahmed my third wife is 14 and she's so disrespectful at dinner table <laughs> what can i do about it <laughs> Recent, That's awesome. <laughs> recently, we've been doing these uh, top ten lists, and I, I really uh, I like these. And this is I made this today. You know, it's the end of the year, and I made a list of the top ten films of 2015 for oh, myself. God, and it doesn't include Star Wars. I know that that would be on there. So we're gonna just. Well, it's not out yet. Well, I know we haven't seen Joy, it. Yet. It's right. not on there, but it, it will. If I were to make this list, on, does that come out before the end of the month? It does. It oh, comes okay. out next week, next yeah, Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Shit. So Star Wars isn't on the list, even though I know it's going to be on there. But this is kind of going back to um, January. And I think for these all came out in 2015. Uh, some of them may have come out in 2014, but I wasn't able to see them till this year or they well, weren't that, re- that doesn't count then. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count for 2015. Right, forget Larvis. the scratch the list then. It doesn't, doesn't count. Okay, so I'm going to go from 10 backwards and we can provide commentary if we've all seen them. We can do this. What Mike. we think about them. Say, Mac, we can do this. We can do this thing, but it's going to take boots. All kinds of sweaty, muscly, sun-kissed boys on an aircraft carrier. <sighs> Number 10. John- Loved that movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My Mike LaHarvest. <laughs> what? Go. What was it called? What was that movie called with Dustin Hoffman? Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. That's a good one. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Number 10, John Wick. Didn't see it. Haven't seen He's, it yet. No. I heard it's good, though. I love Keanu. Keanu Reeves just lays all kinds of pain on, like, dozens of people. And He's, like, 52, Mike. Uh, Keanu was like 50, 51. And Years old? Yeah. Holy he, shit. He definitely looks... <laughs> fucking old. <laughs> he looks like Neo in the first Matrix. Yeah. No, he still looks no, good. he looks good. What and they're the even fuck? They're talking about a Bill, another Bill and Ted's go-round. Dude, my yeah. buddy was just riding fucking motorcycles with Keanu Reeves in Hollywood. Huh. Or LA, out, out in the friggin' uh, Mount... Uh, what are they called? The, the highway there, the coastal highways. Mm-hmm. Friggin' awesome picture my buddy Dave works out, out there. And he's friggin' motor riding bikes with Keanu Reeves. Pretty, pretty jealous. Yeah, I, I wish you know. I wish Point Break, <laughs> Point Break <laughs> remake wasn't happening. Isn't that movie like basically about like Keanu Reeves who gets pissed off because like someone steals his dog and then he goes on a rampage? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, uh, spoiler alert: His wife dies, and just before she died, she gave him a gift. It was a puppy. He's he's a hitman, an ex-hitman, a recovering hitman. These thugs come to his house. 
Uh, one is, of the, one is of the Mr. Th- Wick you're talking about? This is John, John Wick. Wick. One of the thugs is played by the same guy who plays Reek in Game of Thrones. Do you love me? Do you love me? Hey. And uh, Keanu Reeves uh, lays waste to all of them, goes to this like hitman hotel, which is curated by one of the uh, actors from The Wire, the guy who played, played the chief who talks like this. Who refuses to play ball? Oh, Daniels. Yeah, Daniels. Daniels is in oh, the black char- guy. He's char- yeah, the black guy. <laughs> he's charcoal black. He's like <laughs> oh, the black guy. Some hot chocolate. He's he's going to be in the sequel. So there will be a John Wick too. Wow. It was a very entertaining, very pulpy, very violent film, and I liked it very it didn't much. Didn't do well, Mike. Too. And it did very well. Fuck, I got to rent so, that. That's I really on the enjoyed list. John Wick. That's number ten. Okay. Number nine is a documentary called Last Days of Vietnam. Oh yeah. And I, I think you watched that. With we watched me. that together. We rented it from the Pierce Library. Right, that was directed by Rory Kennedy, who is RFK's uh, youngest child, um, youngest daughter, who was actually born after he died in late yeah, 1968. Yeah, Ethel was pregnant with her with Rory when he was assassinated in June of 68. And she's had a career as a filmmaker and a journalist, and she really uh, documented a lot of the shit that happened that I, had, that I had no idea about during the fall of Saigon. Yeah, people That's don't just fascinating realize to watch. how fucked that was. 1975, the end of it, the fall of Saigon. It's so were, sad, man. The North was just friggin' moving in on the South, and they were surrounding Saigon, and they had to smuggle. What was it? Thousands of people thousands, they got out of there. Thousands, right? yeah, and it was just going all helicopters day, going night and day. Seeing the helicopters being pushed off the, um, you know, the aircraft carriers or the or the big boats and just thrown into the water and just sinking. It's just, I think, so symbolic and indicative of of how america felt in the world of vietnam by yeah. by the end of that whole fucking shit show so that was a great documentary and we took we took a lot of those refugees and you know we didn't really have any problems with them jim <laughs> women didn't marry one of them yeah exactly so that, that was a, that was great i recommend I, everyone see i really that. enjoyed that one and we we've been trying to get rory kennedy on the program but uh, so far to no avail uh we'll next number eight Terminator Genesis. I'm old, but not obsolete. I'm just a sucker for, you know... Uh, for him, Mike. For him, for the popcorn, you know, nostalgia. And I thought it was better than Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And and kind of different than Terminator Salvation, which was the attempted reboot, remake of the whole series Did of Christian Genesis, Bale. Did you see Genesis, Harvest? I did, I'm trying to think of the last one I saw... Probably Kate Brewster. It was the one where he was had the coffin. That's the third one. Kate Brewster. The three rise of the machine. Are you here to kill me? No. John Connor must live. So Terminator Genesis, unfortunately, they pretty much gave the whole like plot away during during the trailers. During the trailers, they like gave the big plot twist. You know, and that's what I love about the marketing for the new Star Wars. They haven't told us shit. Yeah, that's the best. I remember when I went to see the new Godzilla. I was like, all right, I'll like someone asked me to go. I was like, yeah, I'll I'll go. Like I I know nothing. I haven't seen a trailer. Like I haven't seen a poster. Um, I don't know what Godzilla looks like. Like, yeah, this will be cool. And then you know how they show like commercials before the movie. Mm. There's a Fiat commercial before the movie that just shows Godzilla, and I'm like, dude, what Ruined the it. fuck? Like, there's no. Was that was that Godzilla or Cloverfield? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, yeah, that's I true. Was so bummed that sucks. Out. How about yeah. the fact that they fucking kill Heisenberg off in the first five minutes of the movie? I didn't know they put him on all the posters. And yeah. The, yeah, he could have got yeah. fucking Godzilla hooked on meth, dude. They wouldn't even have had to make the movie. Right. You know. <laughs> So, you know, I enjoyed Terminator. They kind of left room at the end for a sequel or a follow-up, but it didn't do that well in yeah, the States. Over in China and well, internationally, it was huge. So, yeah. so they, it, they recouped cost, right? They, they did. They, oh, yeah. They no, made they, money on it, Mike? They did well. They did enough where I think they could make another one, but okay. uh, it's to be seen if they're going to do another one. Uh, number seven, another documentary, uh, which really just, uh, you know, showcased a, a real tortured soul was uh, Amy. 
about Amy Winehouse. Mm. Oh yeah, man! What a documentary that was. That was excellent. They included all kinds of really. She was a tortured, tortured soul. In depth, personal, you know, footage, video diary from her from when she was a little girl all the way up to her super. They didn't you know, cast her dad in a good light, Mike. Like no, Mr. Mitch, Mitch Winehouse yeah. did not come off looking good. Yeah, he's he said. I mean, he they the family had to agree to complete participation. They did, and he's saying now he like, wanted final edit and yeah, fuck that. He's saying he's going to make a counter documentary now with someone else. Yeah, I think with I mean, the ex-husband, yeah, or the ex, one of the ex-boyfriends who also uh, wasn't portrayed I don't that want to well. Get more money off. Basically, her. one of her, her ex-husband got her fucking hooked on drugs, hmm. on all that hard drugs, and you know she got clean on that, but the the bottle ultimately ended up uh, getting her. And it's just a tragic story because you know everyone around her could see what was happening, and and you see her duet with Tony Bennett, who's what like ninety now. Yeah, he's yeah he's eighty nine years old. How many people he's outlived his career? Yeah. Oh, that'd be just a whole podcast just to talk about him. Yeah, it was just a it's a it's a really sad story. Um, really great movie, well done, and, and you know her catalog obviously unfortunately is uh, pretty small. But man, the music's is um, re- um, made me go take a second look at back back to black. Yeah, it's, it's it moves you. That shit moves me. That shit, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I enjoy it because it moves me. And number six, one that Eric and I have been kind of, we've had a thing about lately, Ex Machina. Mm, yeah. I love that hey, movie. Hey, I wouldn't have watched it, Aaron, if it wasn't for you. It's such a good you movie. Would, yeah. Oscar Isaac is like a mesmerizing actor. You could watch him do anything. What do you think? Do you like her? You know, he was seriously so deplorable. You know, when he that? asks, um, Domino. I, I thought he was like. He was, I think he was. I thought he was really like. Well, he was, but he's yeah. also deplorable. I mean, you think about what he was doing, Oswald. Well, just, just everyone is kind. Of, you can't really trust anybody in that movie. No, That's I true. loved when, when when he was cutting his arm. The other character is maybe he was a robot. Mm. He was so freaked out over the whole thing. But oh, yeah. I don't want to give too much away about right. it. But basically, it's the implications of artificial intelligence and technology, and how far human beings will go to try and have a connection with that. And what are the what are the ethical implications of creating artificial intelligence? You know, can and are there ethical implications, Mike? Right. I mean, is it just a machine, or is it something that can eventually become self-aware? And it's just it was a really it's a low budget it's, it's movie. Different. It was but a it different was really movie. It had a cool feel and, to it, too. and the effects yeah. were really good. Did it remind you of Oswald too, Mike? While you were watching it? Well, obviously. I mean, he's the one who he told us yeah. about. Oh, it. X, X Machine A twenty four. They're on fire. Yeah, A twenty four is killing us. Oh, so good. They definitely are. So X Machina, check that one out if you can, because uh, uh, um, Domhnall Gleeson and uh, um, who's the other? Do you like, do you like her? Yeah, him, Dominic. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac are both in the Star new, new Star, Star Wars, Wars. Right, on right. opposite sides of the Force coming oh, out next really? week. Who, yeah, who's the bad guy? Well, you're gonna have is to... Firecrotch a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's part of the New okay. Order, and his dad's fucking awesome. He's one of my favorite actors, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan yeah. Gleeson, dude, he's look him up. Watch The Guard with him. He's great. So great Irish movie. So Ex Machina, definitely check that one out. Number five, a uh, foreign film uh, called Land Ho. Which oh yeah, we really enjoyed. Great soundtrack. Yeah, that was and a really good movie. It's about these two older guys in their sixties who are retired, who just take a spur of the moment trip to New Zealand, to Iceland. They were married to sisters, right? They were married to sisters, and then they both got divorced what, from them. one sister died, one passed away, and, and the other got divorced. Years later, they came together, and one of them springs a, a, t- a trip on the other to Iceland. And you know, I can't afford this. Oh, it's on me. Yeah. I got it. I want to pay for it. I have the money. Talk a little bit about him, Mike. Oh, he's great. He's just this like Southern guy who's like in real life just a dentist. He's not even an actor. <laughs> not even an actor. He's just awesome. He was like the best part of the movie. And his former brother-in-law is kind of this like soft-spoken, you know, reserved British dude, you know, and right. so they're 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 you know characteristics kind of 
clash a little bit, but I, I, they still care about each other and they you go do. on this journey together. And he loves his weed too, the old guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he, he loves, loves burning it while he he's over there. He loves his weed. It's just, just a fun movie. Uh, you know, it actually um, it's a movie that makes you smile when you're watching it. And we become so jaded and pessimistic and prone to violence and all this other bad shit in movies that it's it's nice to watch a movie that it's, it's feel good. It's a feel really feel good movie and it, it's believable too. Yeah, totally believable. It is so, believable. It's authentic, let, Mike. So Land Ho, check that one out. Uh, number four, we just watched this uh, last week. Another A twenty four American Ultra with Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, the, the the gal from Twilight there, uh, Kristen oh, Stewart. Bella, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah, I thought they both did a great job. They did uh, in acting. It was just a uh, different kind of Weird. movie, kind of hard to characterize, kind of hard to label one genre on it. It was like not giving too much away, but it's like it was branded as a stoner movie. Science fiction meets yeah, stoner comedy meets action meets suspense. Pulp. Yeah, it was very violent too, but it was violent. Very entertaining and unexpected. So, and who's that milf cougar that's in it? Um, she was in Spin City. Oh yeah, she, Lauren Linney or no? No, uh, she was in that Jewish movie with uh, where they where they sit in Shiva, Mike. They sit Shiva. Yeah, I forget. Uh, what's her? Oh, name? this is where I leave you. Yeah, this is where I leave you. She plays. Um, Adam Driver's cougar like girlfriend. Uh, I know who you're talking Connie about. Connie Britton. Connie Britton. That's yeah. right. She God, was great. She's hot, man. She played like a rogue agent in that After movie. I watched it, I definitely like spent some time Google imaging her. You, we'll, you you looked at her we'll, resume? We'll leave it at that. And also who was in that was uh, Walton Goggins from Justified oh, yeah. and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he was a creep bag in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he's a great actor. That guy just looks like a creep bag, but he's actually probably a really nice guy. So that was entertaining. And then number three, I got to go. I just, uh, Furious 7. It's been a long time. Hey, Brian! Without you, my friend. I mean, I almost can't even... What can we say about Furious 7? Do it, Mike. Dom, do the whole thing. Dom! Dom! Cars can't fly! Hang on, Brian! And what are they doing? They go through not... They drive through not one, but two skyscrapers in a car. Goodness, that doesn't sound very safe. Hey, Brian! It's... I can't wait for Fast 8. It's yeah. coming. I mean, that, that it's fitting, Mike, that that was it for Paul Walker. Yeah, and they did a good holograms, job. Holograms, though. They'll bring him back as oh. a hologram. Yeah. Hologram holograms Walker. were a little. Yeah, it's going to go on tour with Michael Jackson and Tupac. Uh, holograms are definitely like. Or they'll have, they'll have a car that they, they've uploaded like his memories to, and the car will be like Night, Night Rider. Night Rider. <laughs> yeah, the, the car will talk in his voice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good idea. Ma- <laughs> imagine if it was a taxi in New York. Clean up the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up Brian, the jizz. Brian, I left the condom in there, Brian. Brian. <laughs> Oh my god. So Furious 7, I'm a sucker for those flicks, man. I oh, love them. They're so, so entertaining. They're I mean, so it brings me back to high school. Yeah. You know, the Fast and the Furious uh, Furious series a little early on was kind of uneven, but they really found their footing by by Fast and Furious, which was the fourth edition. <laughs> I, I got a love for Tokyo Drift. I got to say, yeah, when I first watched Tokyo Drift this summer, dude, I was like, this is going to suck. Dude, loved it. Han was a breakthrough character. Dude. Loved it. I was broken when Han was killed. Uh, I'll admit. Fucking tragic. I was broken, but... It's moving the plot forward, and who knows, they might bring him back. So, Furious 7, if you haven't seen it yet, go out and see it right now. They might, dude, he got blown up, man. How could they bring him back? Yeah, that's true. He has a hologram. Well, how about what happened to fucking Jason Statham, dude? He had like a cement fucking parking garage fall on him. And then at the end, The Rock puts him in the CIA facility. Oh, that's not setting things up for a sequel. They had Kurt Russell. It was great. Uh, fucking great. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, number two, another musical-type film called uh, Danny Collins with Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that one. That was... Do, do some of it, Mike. You know, I wanted to be the biggest thing since John Lennon. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie. Did you? Yeah. 
That's when like he goes trying to win his son back or whatever. Right. Precisely. Yeah. His son is that Goomba. Um, D- Caval? Tony Caval? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, what's his, uh, Danny Conna- uh yep. Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale, yeah. yeah. He's great, He though. was in the uh, that blue movie with uh, the blonde, hot blonde chick. He's great. He's he, uh, Yeah, he's really good. He's in a new show coming out. Um, fuck. About like um, Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Empire, but it's more like a '70s rock. It's kind of yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> cool, yeah. But Danny Collins, you know, Pacino, I think, did his own singing, and which kind of showed. But who is that based on? Like Tom Jones or someone? Uh, <laughs> every like washed-up lounge singer. Yeah. That has, it's actually has partially support. based on a true story of a man who received a letter from John Lennon. Oh, right, that's why I went. That was the catalyst for him. Right, right, right. He got right. he someone purchased a letter and he didn't read it till years later. Right. And that inspired him to move into a hotel and buy a piano and try and write and record. Yeah, new like his music. manager like never told him or something like that. Was it, yeah, was it was that he wanted to play the hits, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a cool story. He's because doing coke too, Mike. Yeah, he's fucking seventy five years old doing coke, and his, his grandkids are coming backstage. You know, John Entwistle <laughs> didn't work out for John Entwistle. No, so that was a good movie. I, I enjoyed that. It had a had a good soundtrack and. A little schmaltzy at times. It kind of reminded me of uh, Ricky and the Flash at Meryl Streep. Oh, great! Eric and I just movie. watched that one the great other night too. Movie. Man, that was a you know. Sometimes a girl just needs her mama. She that was Meryl Streep. I'd totally bang Meryl Streep. She's so hot. Yeah, she was really. I don't care. What is she? Seventy? Uh, she, yeah, she's pushing seventy. I don't care, man. She's a she's Let's a fucker corpse. She's for a the story. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding? Now we're Mike. getting into British Prime Minister type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Mike the Harvest. So I think my favorite film of 2015. You know, I'm a big. I love scary movies. I'm a big horror guy. Uh, I really loved It Follows. I don't know. Did you see that, Aaron? I didn't. Oh, and Eric, you didn't see I it. I didn't see it yet, but that's about Charlie Sheen and HIV, right? <laughs> winning, winning. Well, kind of, yeah. It's about... Isn't it about, it's like, about the, this mysterious the stigma of something? Well, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but basically uh, these two people hook up at the beginning of the movie and have a one-night stand, and, uh, you know, she catches something, but it's more of an evil curse than an STD, and there's all <laughs> kinds of... HIV sub- from a tranny. Sub- subliminal stuff going on, and... Uh, um, it was very unique, you know, because the horror genre has definitely, in recent years, been tired, been very tired. It, it, honestly, man, like, you know, I was raving about The Babadook a couple years ago. It's tough to find a really good horror movie. I mean, you watched, you saw The Witch recently, right? Wait till that shit comes out, dude. Like, I can't wait to see insane. that. A24, right? Yeah, yes. Did uh, you scare him, Mike? So awesome, dude. It's Were you frightened? So... Yeah, I, I was like wide-eyed at the end of that movie. I was like, "What the see, fuck?" See, and people, I, it was like, it was like one of the first movies I can, and I can in like recent memory where like I was like, I could hear people around me like, "What the fuck?" Like it was like one of those fun like horror movies where like people were like, you know, like just not looking and turning. Like I think there, I watched a few people just leave. It's like that's oh, magic. Yes, Mike. see yeah. that's the magic. That's the magic right there. Yeah. That's the magic. Yeah. And he that, loved it, Mike. I saw it follows at a small uh, art house theater down in Washington D.C. with my sister and a few oh, friends. Cool. Did you see that and with Potts? I saw it with C. Potts, Ferg, and Laura. Oh, that's magical. And we had a blast. And wow. uh, do you have popcorn and scoey and? Uh, no, I had water. Did you have theater snacks? I had water. There were no theater snacks. Did you get some theater snacks? It was an art house theater, so I believe we had, you know, there was like fucking chickpeas vitamin and water. tofu there. <laughs> so that's my top 10 list. You know, that could, top 10. that could be a different top 10 list tomorrow. And by the end, I didn't put Jurassic World in there because I liked it, but I didn't love it. I got to add to just not, this movie wasn't made this year, but I just watched it Dances with Wolves. Have you seen that, Aaron? 
Uh, is that a Costner movie? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that Dude, one. Dude, you know, obviously always hear about it. It's cost. It, Dude, it is a great movie, man. I was so moved by it. Costner, man, he gets embedded with the Sioux tribe after abandoning his post. He's a, he's a Civil War um, Union soldier and just has a whole spiritual awakening and reckoning as a human and connects with the Sioux tribe and the people, and, and it's it's beautiful, man. They take them in. I think people should watch that movie right now in light of what's going on right now with the way that America's sentiment with the is racism and the racism fear of... and immigrants and the fear of a, a different kind of people. And, you know, you want to talk about fucking a group of people coming in and destroying a culture, you know. Let's talk about the Europeans, our descendants, coming here to America and slaughtering these people and taking their land. You know, it's horrible what happened. But um, this movie just celebrates um, finding commonality between people, no matter who we are, where we're from, or how we came up. And uh, Costner was Costner was just fantastic. Yeah, I'd never great, seen it either. Great movie, man. It's just one of those. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. You know, it's one of those movies that just. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that either. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But one more movie we got to talk about because we, we haven't done movies in a while. The end of the tour oh, with Jason so Segel as uh, Dave, David Foster Wallace. Yep. Man, that was and a then, really good. And then David Lipsky was portrayed Jesse Eisenberg. By Jesse Eisenberg, who's just killing it. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's killing it, man. Right. American Ultra, this movie, he's in Donna Justice. Uh, oh, yeah, Donna Justice, the new Batman. That Superman. looks so cheesy. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look right for that role. But the end of the tour was great. If you get a chance to uh, see that, the writing was really good, and it's based on a true story. So yeah, there's our movie spiel. We'll be back with more Jackman Radio. Don't go anywhere. my favorite Amy Winehouse song right there. You know I'm no good from Back to Black. Oh, it's so good. Classic. I love Love is a Losing Game. Classic sound. The title track's good too. All good stuff. So speaking of terrorist organizations, Monsanto's been in the news lately and they've been catching a lot of flack. Um, there's a global group of professionals, scientists, and environmentalists known collectively as the Monsanto Tribunal. And they're preparing for a trial... Um, for the GMO seed giant Monsanto in The Hague. Wow. So they, this, they got crowdfunding going, um, and they're trying to charge Monsanto with uh, 
Echo side. You know, and they're trying to say this is more than a symbolic move. The Monsanto Tribunal's goal is to research and evaluate all of the allegations made against Monsanto in connection to all the damages its products have caused to human health and to the environment. It is scheduled to be held at The Hague from October 12th to October 16th in 2016, and the trial will wrap up on next year's World Food Day. Wow. Yes, I mean... That's awesome. You know, Monsanto's been involved with tons of lawsuits, and they always win because they have a buttload of money, and they have... Obviously, great you know, great legal teams. But is there real teeth behind this? I, yeah, it's, it really sounds like there is, man. I think a lot of the world's kind of fed up with, with these people. Yeah, fuck and their them. shit. You fuck know, you, you like, suck. Like their their seed bullshit that they have. Have you heard about that? Like if their seeds, you know, accidentally end up in a, a field, you know, a, or a neighboring farm's field, or or mixed with other seeds, they can sue. You know, because they have like seed patents. Because they own the wind too, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking monetize the wind. So cocksuckers. They're gonna look into all kinds of charges. Um, you know what they say is crimes against nature and humanity, and the tribunal will rely on the guiding principles on business and humans human rights adopted at the UN in 2011. So it is kind of a UN type thing, but you know, I mean, we are a global world. You know, we're we're all connected. We're, now. It's a global fucking their new world order. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, it goes on to talk about. The uh, Sustainable Pulse report that they published, uh, where they talk about climate change, and just basically these citizens just, uh, you know, trying to call Monsanto out for all the shit that they've been doing to our planet. You yeah. know? Profiting. Yeah, I mean... Handsomely. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... What else do they say here? They talk about the depletion of soil and water resources, uh, species extinction and declining biodiversity, and the displacement of millions of small farmers worldwide. So you're talking about, you know, basically fucking with our food system and trying to have a monopoly on it. So, you know, there's been a huge wave of suicides in India that have been uh, tied to Monsanto's practices uh, among the farmers out there. Recently in France, and we talked about this with Jill Stein, somebody like, somebody lit one of their, their research facilities on fire. That's excellent. You know, against a, a Monsanto. That's Nobody radical. was hurt. It's so like it's radical. Oh, it's radical, man, you know. So they've had, you know, a lot of lawsuits and they get thrown out of court. But, you know, this one might uh, this one might have something to it. People are waking up, man. And Jill Stein did mention this, man. People are so unhealthy and so sick from what we eat. You know, yeah. people don't even think about it. You know, I mean, I'm hitting 30 next year and I've only really started to take my health serious and, and, and become what, more conscientious. More of, con yeah, what I eat and, and shit like that. So... People should definitely look into that, man. I'm sure Jill will be all over that, and the Green Party should be all over that. It's a big issue, man. It is a huge issue, and it's not one that you hear on the news every night. You know, It's not uh, sexy. Below the friggin' roar of Trump, but it's uh, interesting stuff, and I think everyone should take a few minutes to look into the history of Monsanto. And you know, I think, I'm pretty sure they were involved in Agent Orange during Vietnam. Oh, I'm sure they made money. Dow off Chemical. It. And, oh, yeah. I'm sure. So, DuPont. Kind of just real sick shit. All those, those people. people. They don't have any fucking souls, those sick. people. Bunch of maggots. They'd rather have a burger made in a petri dish than a real one, you know, slaughtered off of Oswald's farm. Yeah, or like that bison burger we had with Donny tonight off the grill. Oh, that was tasty. You want to talk about lean meat and paleo? Yeah, it was good. I recommend bison meat to everybody to try it out. It's so lean and so delicious. And it's good for you. It doesn't have any carbs yeah. in it. Tomorrow, Mike and I are um, going to see Jeb Bush. We're going to go do it. And uh, a little bit nervous, Mike. Jeb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you can't see it. He just acted out the, the exclamation right. point. Right. So fucking goofy. <laughs> 
fucking Jeb. Hey, Jeb's paleo. Jeb Bush is paleo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at really? him. Yeah, yeah he's on the oh, paleo yeah. diet. He, he lost tweet- all, all mad weight. He tweets about it a lot, and I kind of want to ask him about it and chat with him about it and tell him I've been doing oh, it too. I'd love to read some of his paleo tweets, see how inane they are. Mike and Harvest. <laughs> It'll be good to see him. Last time I started Jeb, we kind of left on, you know, shaky terms. Mike's, Mike's a little nervous he's going to be made by Jeb's squad. Oh, yeah? You know, because Mike asked him a question that nobody has ever asked him. <clears throat> Mike, so, what'd you ask him? Oh, I just asked him what happened to all the files from the flight schools down in Florida that pertain to three of the 9-11 hijackers. Right there in his backyard. He may or may not have shown up on a C-130 and confiscated the said files within 24 hours of the attacks. It's the Wilbury song, the devil's been busy in your backyard. Jeb's backyard. Exactly. The Saudi's been busy in Jeb's backyard. Sorry, may or may not have dropped the name Wally Hilliard, who was an old business associate of Jeb's, who financed the flight school, whose plane got caught with 42 pounds pounds of heroin in July of 2000 when Muhammad Atta showed up to train at said flight school. <laughs> does face. So, I think tomorrow we're just going to go and, and chat yeah. paleo and get a picture and yeah. maybe make a cutesy video. Yeah, make a cute... Yeah. I think just a picture of the Jackmans with a bush La harvest. I think it'd be great. We'll be, we'll be funny. You guys should bring a giant exclamation point with you. Like a red one. Yeah, like, like yeah, that yeah. One. And then, yeah. And then, like ha- and then next put it him. next to him. That's a great fucking idea. Maybe Aaron right? tomorrow at work we could make that. Uh, that's from, yeah, yeah. You could go. I, I bet if you go That'll to, trend. I bet if you go to Walmart or something, yeah, you, some you, know, you can get those big, paper. those big boards that you used to do like uh, like projects on in, in class. Yeah. yeah, just get a red one. They probably have red ones. Buy a couple of those. Fucking cut one out. Tape it together. You're in business. Well, you need to make it in that font. Could you make it in that font? I'm sure. I, I bet if you just search Jeb logo, you can um, find. You know, find one that's big enough. You just you need blow, a big blow it up on the yeah. computer yeah, you need a huge and then st- stencil it out. Mike LaHarvest. Get like a big thing of red construction paper. <laughs> yeah. You could help us with that tomorrow during lunch? Um, No, I won't be party to anything like that. It's he a good will, idea, though. That's a great, <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. No one's done that. That's fucking hilarious. But so I'm, I'm excited. That'll Mike. be fun. Hey, you know, you know it's, political season in New Hampshire is winding down. There's only... I haven't met Two Jeb months. Yet. Eric hasn't met Jeb. And I, I've got to get a picture for posterity with him. And then a, a little friendlier territory. Friday, we're going to see Rand Paul. I haven't seen him yet in this cycle. Um, he's going to be at Franklin Pierce, where I went, in Ringe, doing a town hall. At, I hope he's cranky. Yeah, I've heard he's a cranky kind of guy. I hope he's cranky. Like a fussy little libertarian baby. You know, yeah, my dad's Rand Paul. Yeah. He's cute, though. He looks like a fox, kind yeah, of. He's yeah. kind of cute. Yeah, kind of bushy. He looks like Carcetti from The Wire. So that will be fun. So, folks, you'll be able to see some media of the Jackmans with Jeb Bush and the Jackmans with Rand Paul. Hopefully, we'll get some good clips for you guys and some pictures, stuff like that. Now, Aaron, you, uh, you've had a couple of cool things happen in the last couple of weeks. You actually released an album of original music. Yeah, yeah, last week, I believe. Tell us about that project. Uh, we go, we'll, we'll, I think we're going to play a song at, at the end All of the right, show. All right, we're going to close the show with a song, but just give, I, us, I, 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 my music. give us a little overview. The genre is witch house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's kind of, I was just going for like a dark, creepy vibe. Um, it's kind of what I'm into as far as like making music. And, and I, you know, I was a few tracks I was sitting on for like years and I just like, I should just do something with this shit. And so I kind of kept building on it and, uh, made one cohesive you know uh album that i could put out there i had a, a friend pat flood played guitar maddie drum maddie green on drums um it's mostly instrumental 
Um, there's two tracks with vocals. I had uh, my friend Jess Rushlow and myself. And um, yeah, I'm glad I'm fucking done with it. Like it's, it's just working on this thing all year. It's, it's just like anytime you do so, like I would I would have like art projects in college and stuff that literally like you start like they're due at the end of the semester. So you're working on this one fucking project all the semester and like by the end you don't know you've been working on it looking at it for so long you don't know if it's good oh, you, hate you don't it. know if it's bad you, you know you, you just have no you're just numb about the whole thing that's true so i was just very relieved to just kind of have it done have it out there i can move on to working on other stuff and yeah, I don't like talking about my art and stuff like that. It's just I'm not good at such an artist, Mike. I know. I'm not he's, good he's at suffers it. Suffers for his art. The next like, thing he's gonna cut his ear off is the next thing. He's gonna <laughs> I had a to... I had a gallery at the Colony Mill this past week. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you about the exhibit, the pop up exhibit, or and it's just, yeah, so it was like 30 artists in the Colony Did Mill. Did you get people to come by? Yeah, I had a few friends come by. Um, I didn't make any money, but it was it's. It, I've done galleries before and you can usually just hang up your shit and leave and come back in a week and take everything down. And like, this is the first time I actually had to like stay there with all my dumb shit. And like people come up and ask you and like, I literally can't think of anything I'd I'd rather like, I hated it. I just, I just hated like, you know, but you know, I'm polite. Like I'm, I don't, I don't just sit there and say, fuck you go away. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I will talk about it. I just hate. Well, it engages doing people. It. I mean, yeah, don't, I mean, you got to admit, dude, it's pretty cool and it's pretty gratifying. If, you, if even one person, like I, I did a show down in um, uh, New Haven, Connecticut, a couple of years ago at Cafe Nine with uh, my now defunct band, Mendition of the Quay, and you know we had some pretty cool songs with that project. And this guy came up to us afterwards and said, "Hey, man, I really like that song, Ship to Shore." You know, he even knew the name of the song. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite yeah. songs too. And you know, just just hearing someone appreciate an original composition or maybe a piece of your artwork. I mean, that's that's nice. Oh yeah, I, I know you don't do it just for that reason. You do it for right, to right, satisfy right. something on the inside. But when you share it with the world and other people appreciate it or it means something to them, then I think that's a very satisfying. Thing. Yeah, the appreciation is. I just hate like having to do like my mission statement or or, or explain like, you know, the piece to someone. Yeah, or like you know, especially with art, like. People always, you know, assume that there's a deeper meaning. Like, what were you, what was behind this? Where were you at mentally? And it's like, I've kind of moved away from that whole thing with my art. Like, it's kind of just pure aesthetics to me at this point. Like, just, I want shit to look cool. So, and, you know, I, I try to stray from like politics and stuff like that right. when I'm, when I'm making music and, and, you know, doing canvases and Banks stuff. Just get you covered. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I hate self-promoting and fucking. Well, you're hanging with two of the wrong guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> a real contrast. Nobody pr- promotes better than the Jackmans <laughs> at promoting how good they are at promoting. That's great, though. I really, I'm, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening. Yeah, what did you do we... on, on the music harvest? Do you play any instruments or sing? Uh, yeah, what? I did uh, keys, and then uh, I did all the production. So, like, I would, my buddy was on guitar, so like he would kind of, uh, we, you know, we would have a vague idea of what we wanted to do, and then we would just spend a few hours fucking around, and then you mm-hmm. know, try mirroring the keys on, on, you know, right here, and try going, you know, down a little bit right here, and then. Um, I record them for a while and then go home and you know piece Put it together all together. Like, yeah, yeah, mash it yeah. all up. So did you do a lot of spoken word or did you try and sing in a certain register? Or 
Uh, when you I did your vocals? Vocals or? on one song. There's a bonus track that I also do vocals on, too. To hearing that, like, yeah, I can't wait to hear it, man. But he sings like an Enigma song. It's hey, very... Hey, yeah, hey, I don't hey, I don't really hey, sing. Hey, yeah, I don't sing. Really. It's more of a growl. Like, you know, like it's supposed to be creepy. Like, I altered my voice. No. You don't even know it's him. Yeah, yeah. You, yes. you couldn't do it's, these it's acoustically, like with a 12-string, is what you're saying? Well, one of the, I think the, the bonus track is actually acoustic. Um but uh, you only get that when you download the album. Oh, for zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And where, where can people find this? Yeah, you, so we, you are, can, you know, we are going to do a little promotion that, yeah. here on what's the name of the project, the name of the album, and where can people find it? So Dope Glow is the, the project. Um, I think if you just Google uh, Dope Glow, um, Aaron LaFon, Dope Glow, Bandcamp. It's on Bandcamp. It's on SoundCloud. I get a lot of my music off Bandcamp because it's just so such a great place for, you know, uh, small bands and indie labels to go to and they can just post it. It's, it's a, you know, most of it is, uh, um, pay what you want. So I recommend paying nothing. <laughs> the Beatles were for sale. Oswald gives it away. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, you can go to Bandcamp or SoundCloud, download everything for free. SoundCloud's a little weird. You have to download each song individually. Yeah. Bandcamp, you can actually download the whole album. It puts it in like a zip file then you drag it over to your iTunes, and you sync with your your device, and then you're fucking in business. You can, have or you can just stream it. Just go to Bandcamp, stream it. You know, whatever, whatever the fuck. And, you the, do. and you also designed the cover. I understand. It's yeah, like this golden yeah. bunny, this demented golden bunny. Yeah, it. it's really cool looking, man. It's a really, uh, that's a labor of love for you. Well, you can tell you, you yeah. did everything A to Z. Well, I, the sculpture was was it was a sculpture that I did years ago, and then I just kind of did a photo shoot with the with the yeah the rabbit. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, la- there's layers there. Jeb. Jeb. Oh, Jeb. I can't wait to see. Yeah, that's a fuck. That's like, that's that's an art installation. <laughs> yeah. it, it, once we take the picture, you can sign the picture because it was your idea. And we can get framed, yeah. mad at things of that. Do 250 of them and sell those for 200 at, Jeb. at Soho. Jeb. Jeb. That's fucking phenomenal. I'm really excited. That's going to give him a boost in the polls, too, I think. Well, that's great, though, Oswald. I'm yeah, glad, I'm, I'm glad you, you got to put you, that together, yeah, man. No, that's glad it's over. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, actually, um, uh, Champagne Riots will be releasing one track before the end of the month. I saw, was that the tease uh, today? Yeah, that's the yeah. tease, yeah. We will be releasing one track off of The Procession, which uh, will be out at some point. Aaron designed the cover art for that, which is awesome Are you going to say what track here? I think it's going to be Topanga Canyon, nice. which is I the like instrumental uh, with the horns from our good friend Proben Gregory. Um, it's probably my favorite instrument there. The, the album has probably three or four instrumentals, which serve as a transition into the regular songs. Yeah. And, um, you know, Topanga Canyon's kind of, it just kind of was, was born out of a jam that Dave Elliott and I did together here in the bungalow, um, back in January, actually. So almost a year ago, we recorded most wow. of these songs and, uh, I don't know, Dave, he also does the, you know, the production end of it and the mixing and the mastering and the EQ. So it's really kind of in his hands. But we chatted earlier this week and we decided we're going to release one of the tracks uh, before the end of the month. The so, world's waiting with bated breath too, So look, look for that track. It'll be coming out soon. I'm very excited to share it with everyone. And what's uh, the cool thing about Proben Gregory? Uh, Proben is in Brian Wilson's band. He's toured with the Beach Boys. Um, he's toured with Paul Simon. You know, he's a professional musician who's actually from Jaffrey, but lives out in the L.A. area and when now. When did he play horns on Mike? He actually recently recorded uh, part of the horns section for the new Star Wars film with John oh, Williams. Oh, shit, huh? So Mike and Ace can say, 
that Proven, our friend, who played on Star Wars soundtrack, and he's also has a, a Grammy, Grammy Award winning artist. Yeah, he played on Smile with Brian yeah. Wilson. He played on our track. Played and on the track. He's such a sweet guy that. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll be around. I think they're doing the Pet Sounds 50th anniversary next year. We do not oh, want to miss that. Yeah. And Proben is such an awesome guy. He just said, hey, you know, <clears throat> buy me Thai Garden next time I'm in Keene. You know? Yeah, great Uncle Proben. Well, we'll, you know, he's, he's awesome. He's beautiful. So, yeah, he's, he's got some great stories. Yeah, he does get some great stories. Hopefully we'll have him on the podcast sometime to uh, tell some of them next time he's home. Yeah, so I won. Uh, you know how we do like the... Uh, the you're probably not even part of this, Aaron. The uh, the raffles at work. If you're part the, of United Way, the United Way. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, I have him take five cents no. out of my paycheck. No. Yeah, he opts to yeah, uh, yeah he, a nickel. He, he writes five cents. You can check a dollar or write or write no, another amount. Aaron, Aaron would fucking mail in a nickel to them. Like he'd, he'd mail I just, an actual. He'd spend nickel. more on postage. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a money order for a nickel. <laughs> I'll send you my CD. <laughs> um. I finally won one. I, I give them a dollar out of my check every week. So I give them, you know, I give them 52 bucks a year. And um, hopefully that pays some inflated CEO salary. None mm-hmm. of it goes to charity. Yeah, which that's is, the thing. Like, which is probably the knows. reality, Aaron. Probably. And finally, I won a raffle and I won two Celtics tickets. I saw that. To, uh, yeah. And I'm not a big Celtics right. guy or basketball, but the seats are really good. And um, I think it would be a great uh, date. To bring a lovely female, so that's true. Ooh, yeah, it's so. kind of just to work and more more incentive to stay eating healthy and uh, losing more weight and looking better. So I don't know, maybe maybe we want to turn this into like a contest on the podcast. Hey, like you know, try and figure out some kind of angle so it, it ends up me going to this game with a really hot girl. I don't know if you have any ideas, Oswald. Yeah, I'm trying to think right now. What we could do we could do like a a match uh, a match. Uh, what was that? What was that fucking dating game show? Um, Blind date? No. Um, I yeah, know. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Matchmaker? Uh, I think that sounds wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I forget. It was one of those old fucking dating shows from like the 60s. Yeah, but let me just say the the, the package includes. Yeah, yeah. I sell know. it. Sell it. Okay. So the package includes a comp ticket to the Celtics game, which is I think in Loge Two. We're up really close to the court. Dinner will be comped. Booze. Your booze will be comped. And you get to spend the night hanging out with me at the garden. That's pretty cool. And you get to tug my prick. Ah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be that's, crass. That's, be you, crass. that's the honor you get to it. Dude, and... exactly, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, in all honesty, it would, uh, it would be really nice to uh, bring if Mike Tyson would say a real lovely female <laughs> to uh, come into the game with me so we can have a good time and enjoy each other's company. You know, and watch the Celtics, these seven-foot-tall seven big boys putting a ball in a hoop. Yeah, I've never been to a Celtics game. You've been to one before, right? Yeah, we went to one years ago, and uh, that's when they really, really sucked before Garnett and the mm, I saw the Dream Team at one point. Really? Yeah. Larry Bird? Garnett and uh, oh, oh, Paul you're talking. Pierce. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Pierce okay. and Ray Allen, the big three. They were the big three, yeah. Now, when you went, you saw a Red Auerbach actually chewing on a cigar. Right? Yeah, he was there. They, they said where he was in the Jumbotron. He looked like a fucking mummy. Yeah, he, he was, was not long for this dead world. at that point. But uh, that game is the last Sunday in December. So that's the 20... 28th. I think it's the 27th. So this month? Yeah, it's oh, coming no up. Shit. It's in a couple of weeks. Well, we got to so, work this. Then. Yeah, we got to figure it out. So if, if anyone has any ideas, shoot me something on Facebook. Or if you are a 
um, a beautiful female or a female who's single and wants to go on a date with me, shoot me a message on Facebook and I'll respond. That's great stuff. We got a final thing here to touch on. We got to, I was going to give these guys love. Studio Two, the Beatles tribute, will be playing live at the Colonial Hotel in Gardner, Mass. Uh, this weekend, this Saturday at 9.30 p.m., and the concert is sponsored by Pete's Tire Barn. It'll be held in the hotel lounge, free admission, and uh, these guys are awesome. I mean, I've seen these guys probably three times, uh, you know, kind of buddies with the, the dude who plays John Lennon, Stephen Murray, awesome guy, Bert Berkeley, you know. Yeah, these guys are phenomenal They, they really recreate the sound of yeah, the early do. Beatles through, like, 1965, and they play all the shit the Beatles so played in much Germany. Fun. And they have all their equipment. They dress up <clears> like them. I'm, I'm going on Saturday. If anybody wants to go, hit me up. The show we went to, Mike, with the Tony and Darren. Yeah, we went and saw him a few months back. And we definitely drank a lot. Yeah, had a great there time. There were so many empties on our table. Everyone was staring at us. It was in Peterborough. <laughs> so it was kind of like Peterborough. It was a little stuffy. Yeah. But, dude, we went up there. You know what? We fucking tore up that dance floor like he does on an X Machina. Yeah. We tore oh, up I'm going to tear up this fucking dance floor. Tear up this fucking dance floor. <laughs> Come on, dance with her. She likes to dance. Do you like her? So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. We're very excited for the holidays. We hope everyone else is excited as we are. We got all kinds of great shit lined up. All kinds of beautiful stuff. And 2016's coming in with a bang. So, thank you so much for listening to Jackman Radio. (sighs) To you and yours. Um, Yeah, we're going to play something off my album. And now to play us out, what track are we going to play here? So, I'm going to play Black Wine. It's the second track. Um, Yay, so Dope Glow on Bandcamp and SoundCloud, and it'll pop right up and do what you got to do. Dig it. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, folks.
Oh! 